Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. I am your host, Chris Maltby, and today I am joined with my co-host, Parshaw. How's it going? It's going great. And we are also joined with our video producer and editor for the channel, Zach Rimbo. Zach, what's going on? How's it going, everybody? So today we are going to be uh, looping back around with another mock draft on the channel. The first mock draft has done incredibly well, and we know you guys want to continue to hear our thoughts moving forward on some possible prospects for the Bears heading into the 2020 NFL Draft that takes place in just over a week. So let's get right into it. We're going to start off with round two, pick 11, 43rd overall. Obviously, we know this one comes from the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm going to start off by uh, giving my pick, and then we're going to go around the table, and, and everyone's going to give their pick. So with pick 43, I've got Austin Jackson, offensive tackle from UFC. USC, not UFC. Um, he was a really he was really talented during his time for the Trojans, playing left tackle, a really good run blocker who can continue to improve his frame. He can keep pass rushers out of the pocket. So if someone like Nick Foles is the quarterback, he'll hopefully have less pressure on him. And even if Mitch is the quarterback, he'll have time to stay in the pocket before needing to you know scramble and stuff. So he can keep pass rushers out of the pocket with ease and has above-average athleticism for an offensive tackle. He's a plug-and-play starter for the Bears and can immediately help the run and pass games that very much needed on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm going to go with Austin Jackson with pick 43. Parth, who do you got? I got cornerback Trevon Diggs from Alabama. Um, he's highly ranked coming into the draft. Uh, it was great to see him there at 43 as soon as I saw him. I had to take him. He's a standout in zone coverage. Um He's, he's also Stefan Diggs' brother, which is awesome. And uh, he's compared to Aqib Tlaib. Um, so one of his red flags is he's a bad tackler, um, something we can probably definitely improve on. But he could be a great addition to the cor- cornerback co- competition with Kevin Tolliver and uh, Roberson. And uh, the, I just feel like Artie a Burns. cornerback yeah. would, like him would be, and Artie Burns, would like a cornerback taking early would definitely help this team later down the road. All right, Zach, what do you got? At pick 43, I got Noah um, Igbinogni. I think that's <laughs> how you say it. That's a shot in the dark. But uh, I got Auburn, um, cornerback, and uh, his best traits are play strength, athleticism. Uh, he's, he only played corner for two seasons. He went to Auburn and originally played uh, wide receiver, and he switched to cornerback. Um, but he's got a lot of pop in his hands. Uh, he's got good balance and body control. Um and he's got a good uh, – he stays with the release of the wide receiver. And I think while it's not really a, a necessary pick right now to go early in the second round, I think that would be an interesting pick just to go off of um, the talent that he has. Absolutely. So I have a little bit of, of a different preference and a different view on a lot of these secondary guys because I, I actually went to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis for, for that last day with the defensive backs. So – there's a couple guys that I'm going to talk about later in this uh, later in this mock draft that I like a lot, but let's get into the next pick, round two, 18th overall. This or 18th pick, 50th overall. Uh, it's our it's it's our own uh, second round pick this time. I'm going to go with Jeremy Chin, safety out of Southern Illinois, uh, a really special player. He's up there with Antoine Winfield as as one of the best uh, safeties I think that I would like the Bears to pick in this draft. But when I was at the combine. Chin definitely was someone that stood out. He had a 4-4-5, 40-yard dash, and a 41-inch vertical jump. 
Uh, and I saw him in person, and he was he was incredible running even route drills at the combine. But he's incredibly powerful when tackling. He he can play that strong safety position that would very much complement Eddie Jackson. He's speedy and can pursue players running downfield in man coverage. And he's aggressive in the box, can shed blocks, and force turnovers when he gets the chance. Not only that, but he can also cover tight ends well in man coverage. And I think if he works on his deep coverage. Uh, when he's not in the box, uh, it's it's something that he needs to work on. But if he can if he can up that, I think he can be really special and and play very well alongside Eddie Jackson. So I'm gonna go with Jeremy Chin, uh, safety from Southern Illinois with pick 50. Parth, who do you have at 50? Um, you mentioned him, Antoine Winfield Jr., safety from Minnesota. Another great in the box safety. Uh, he's great in the zone coverage. He's great in tackling. He's actually named as one of the best tacklers in the draft as for his safety position ball skills he's a hunter he, he can make the plays on the ball especially if it's in the box um he's, he has some red flags um outside the box that's where you got a guy like eddie jackson would be a perfect pair for him um again another great guy to bring in to compete with Dion bush and assume he'd take the starting pretty soon in the nfl as well yeah zach who do you have at pick 50 um, at pick 50, I've got Jonathan Taylor running back out of Wisconsin. And this is, you guys can clown me in the comments all you want, but he was, uh, <laughs> draft network had him ranked at 27 he dropped to 50. I think it's very interesting. Um, I think that like he's 220 pounds, but he's got an impressive blend of size, power, and speed. Um, his, his best traits are acceleration and power. And he had a lot of snaps. He played uh, when he, or he had he played a lot of snaps at Wisconsin. Um, so it kind of hurts his production uh, at Wisconsin. But I feel like if we had somebody else, like potentially we give up Tariq Cohen um, for a third round or something like that, we do some kind of trade. If he sat behind uh, David Montgomery and we had those two, they're kind of the same runners. I think it'd be very interesting. I apologize for the talks in the background. I guess the mailman's here. But I uh, going off that with, with Jonathan Taylor, um, something that is really impressive about about that is is you would have to imagine if we can somehow still afford to improve the offensive line, that could be a really solid two-headed monster with him and David Montgomery moving forward, making one another better. Uh, so that that's an interesting one. So let's head on to the next pick, and I'm going to start this one with you, Zach. Uh, we obviously traded that fourth-round pick, 140 overall, to Jacksonville for Nick Foles, so we're heading to the fifth round. 163rd overall pick, Zach, who do you have? All right, I got Gino Stone, uh, safety out of Iowa. Um, I like that one a lot. I'm a Hawkeye guy. Go ahead. You want to you talk about him? No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I watched them the last couple of years. Similar to, to guys like Chin and Winfield, I'd probably rather have them. Uh, but as far as far as uh, Geno Stone goes, I think he's 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 good in the box. I think he can also play zone coverage, so he can, he can back it up. But uh, I mean, obviously, you had some more notes on him. But I'm a little bit biased as an Iowa Hawkeye fan. But but that's that's probably yeah. your favorite pick of mine so far. No, I, yeah, or I my like, favorite I like pick Geno Stone. He's a uh, he's really smooth and uh, he's got really good overall awareness. Um, he does a terrific job of, of blending patience and aggression. Um, and I think, like, while he doesn't have a ton of cons, I feel like um, at pick 163 for safety, it's actually, like, it's a really good pick. And I think yeah. it would be very interesting if, I mean, like, if we had somebody else um, who is aggressive but also just smooth and natural at the position, at safety's position, which is obviously going to be important um, next to Eddie Jackson. That, I mean, Geno Stone seems like a really good, good fit there. 
Absolutely. So with my 163rd overall pick, I ended up going receiver here. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver out of Oglo out of Oregon State, not Oklahoma State, but um, another solid late round selection in a draft that I think is chock full with with incredible receivers. You know, they're saying there's seven or eight guys that are worth taking in the first round, and the depth doesn't stop there. This is an incredible draft as far as receivers go. Hodgins had a 6.14 grade uh, as far as draft grades go on NFL.com, and that's solid for a projected fifth round pick. Not only he, he's not incredibly fast, he's he ran a 4.6140, but he's a beautiful route runner uh, and can do most anything in the route tree. He has great double moves and solid ball skills. He can catch most anything as far as the catch radius goes, and he he knows how to protect the ball with his body, and he can track deep balls. And uh, we were talking to J.J. Stankovitz earlier today on an episode that's going to go up tomorrow, but one important thing that he said was that the Bears get a deep threat after losing Taylor Gabriel. I think thanks to his ball-tracking skills and uh, just his ability to run anything in the route tree, I think Hodgins can find ways to get open and be that deep threat that the Bears need. So with pick 163, I'm going Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver, Oregon State. Uh, Parth, who do you have at 163? I got us taking Michael Anwino, um, inside offense lineman from Michigan. Uh, he's dominating the trend. Dominant. Oh, Michigan fan. Parth, start over. Him. Zach's gonna have to edit yeah, this part out. Yeah, you that over. Yeah, you, you cut just, out the entire time. Just I cut out. Okay. Just say who you picked and then go into it. Uh, all right. Um, at one sixty-three, I'm taking Michael Anwino, inside offense lineman from Michigan. Uh, he dominates in the trenches as a former Michigan fan. As a former Michigan fan, you could say huh. uh, I could say that he, many good things about him. Uh, he he was he has some question marks with his speed and mobility, but that's something we could definitely teach him by just taking down, cutting down weights and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there isn't any pass rusher that could go through him just because of how heavy his feet are and his presence is in the trenches. He's also a great run, run blocker, which is something we need to improve on because David Montgomery wasn't able to get it going last year. So I feel like this would be a great pick for the Bears at 163. Absolutely. And in case you guys didn't know, Parse going to IU Bloomington next year, so that's why he said former Michigan fan. <laughs> yeah. But um, once again, at, at this point in the draft, I kind of said it last week, uh, a reminder that these fifth, sixth, seventh-round guys are all kind of projects. Like those second-round picks that we mentioned earlier, those ones that we rattled off are, are guys that are probably going to start if they were to come into Chicago or, or compete or be very good backups. But... Um, Ryan Pace has uh, has his ways in the later rounds, so you you never really know. But we're heading to round six now, pick 17 in the sixth round, 196 overall. With that one, I've got us selecting Javaris, da Javaris Davis. So this one's an interesting one. I did my mock draft and then found out right after that the Bears are meeting with him um, tomorrow. So that's an, that's an interesting one. I guess if, if that ends up happening, I guess I called it. But he's another player that I saw at the Combine that really impressed me. I like the secondary a lot. I'm glad I got to see the secondary at the Combine. And he's someone that I took good notes on that stood out to me. He earned a 6.11 draft grade, similar to my last pick, Isaiah Hodgins. He ran a blazing 4.3940, had a broad jump of 124 inches, one of the best 40-yard dashes of anyone in the secondary. He's got good agility, which lets him keep up with receivers on all sorts of routes. And I mentioned before, obviously, he's, he's speedy. He had consistent production throughout his time at Auburn. He closes tackles quickly after a catch is made. I think a bit of grooming could help him because he needs to work on his hip transitions 
and getting off some blocks on run plays. But uh, I really like him in the sixth round especially. So I'm going to go with Javaris Davis, cornerback out of Auburn, who uh, who you have at pick 196, Parth. I got off the tackle Justin Huron from Wake Forest. Um, once again, another great guy in the trenches. Uh, just uh, he's got he's a great. I think his best yeah his best trait is pass blocking. Um, just a red flag is he tore his ACL in 2018, but he was able to play in all the games last year for Wake Forest. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Ryan Pace does here, especially because we do need offense lineman help. But it's. Is, is he going to go late or early? I decided to take guys later than early, um, but it should be interesting. Absolutely. Uh, Zach, who do you have at 196? 196, I got offensive tackle Charlie Heck out of North Carolina. Uh, he's tall and long, and he's got excellent mobility uh, for how, how big he is. He's 6'8", 309 pounds. Um, his foot speed and functional athleticism needed uh, a little bit of work. Uh, but his best traits are definitely the length and mobility. Um, he's a good pass protector. protector, um, And uh, he's definitely like one of those guys that will get in the trenches. He's obviously very big. Um, he was a three-year starter at North Carolina, so he definitely has that um, in-game experience under his belt. Um, and obviously the need at offensive line is, is big, so that's where I pick my offensive lineman. Absolutely. So next we're going to go pick 21 in the sixth round, only four picks later, 200th overall. This is the pick that we got for trading Jordan Howard. Personally, I feel like as my draft has gone on, I've, I've found more guys that I feel like possibly could be steals for the Bears late. And this guy's another one. So with pick 200, I got Jacob Phillips, linebacker from LSU. Uh, another player that had a really good combine with a 4.6640 and a 39-inch vertical jump. He's adjusted to covering many different players throughout a game, such as running backs and tight ends, has, has been really good with it. Doesn't miss many tackles. He's also a solid special teamer. You know, we lost Kevin Pierre-Lewis this offseason, someone who who provided on special teams. Obviously, we did pick up Barcavius Mingo, but uh, Phillips is a solid special teamer and proved that at LSU. He's very patient on run plays, and that allows him to clean up gaps that aren't filled to stop runs at the last moment before they break out. And just in general, he's simply a winner. He's coming off a national championship run with LSU, led by Joe Burrow. As crazy as you can say Burrow is, that defense still had a job to do against the Clemson Tigers, and Phillips played really solid in that game. So I'm going to go Jacob Phillips, mm -hmm. linebacker LSU, with pick 200. Zach, who do you have at pick 200? Uh, pick 200, I got Jake Hansen, uh, inside offensive lineman um, at Oregon. Uh, he is a potential low-end starter. In his zone-heavy scheme, um, he, has a, he has a troubling lack of functional power, but his best trait is football, like his, his IQ, football IQ. Uh -huh. um, and uh, he's only he's 6'5", 295, um, but he's pretty smooth. Smooth. Uh, he's athletic, and he's got a quick uh, quick first step. Um, and again, I, that football IQ, I think, does a lot for alignment, uh, especially being able to recognize – um, which gaps you need to, to shut out and, and uh, your leverage and um, yeah. everything as well. And uh, these were the, these two picks, 196-200 is where I picked my offensive lineman before. Okay. Um, so I wanted to switch it up and just see, because before I had a lot, I had two big, really big guys, and I wanted to see if I could uh, switch it up and see if I can get somebody maybe a little bit smaller. But um, that athletic part of it is a big, big factor into it. 
Absolutely. Parth, uh, who do you have at pick 200 overall? I have us taking uh, inside defense lineman Tyler Clark from Georgia. Once again, a guy from like a great college. He's played his games. He's four years senior. Uh, he's come out of Georgia, which is one of Brian Pace's favorite colleges to draft from. Yeah, He's got strong and active hands. Um, he's a strong tackler. And he's got excellent lateral movements and closing speed for his size. He's 300 pounds, so he's got great speed for his height and weight. Um, he dominated at the Rose Bowl, I remember, against Oklahoma, who is who has one of the best offensive linemen in the league, or in the in the yeah. NCAA. So, I mean, uh, he's 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 played against great teams his whole entire career, and he's showed great flashes. So, taking him at 200 would be great, especially knowing how Akeem Hicks has been a little bit prone to injury last year absolutely i actually had him at pick 200 as well uh during my dcbn mock draft 2.0 so uh we both know that ryan pace loves his georgia boys all right heading into the seventh round we've got pick 12 in that round 226 overall from the oakland raiders in the khalil Mack trade i believe uh i'm gonna go with dj dallas running back from florida um, I think ever since the Bears got rid of Mike Davis, they've really missed a receiving running back. You can say that Davis didn't work out very well in Chicago, but that being said, Tariq Cohen has a lot of drops. David Montgomery can't always do everything. So I think it would be good just to get someone that could be primarily a receiving back, and I think DJ Dallas could definitely do that. His main red flag isn't a good one, and it's turnovers, but it's something that could be fixed if he comes to Chicago and it's groomed. He contributed big time last year in the passing game for the Florida Gators, which is definitely something the Bears need after moving on from Mike Davis. Once again, I don't think Tariq Cohen is incredible out of the backfield, and David Montgomery is, but he's going to be the primary back this year, so I think it would be good to pick up someone else. Not only that, but DJ DJ Dallas played uh, wide receiver and running back and recently slimmed down in 2019, allowing for him to be more slippery, hard to tackle, and uh, this one will be a project, but he could develop into a solid receiving core or a solid receiving back uh, that the Bears desperately need. So that's what I'm going to go with um, with pick number 223 or 226. My bad. Uh, DJ Dallas out of Florida running back. So uh, who do you guys or part who do you have at 226? Kind of like the same type of uh, same type of running back. I have Darius Anderson out of TCU. Uh, I agree with you with about Terry Cohen. Uh, didn't show much this year, and I honestly see the Bears moving on from him after this year if it doesn't work out or if he if he if he costs too much. And this guy, Darius Anderson, brings the same traits as Terry Cohen. He's got the same speed, same burst, same balance. His vision and process is one of his red flags. But we got David Montgomery for the running game. I think we just need a receiving back, a consistent receiving back. Terry Cohen had tons of drops last year, and I love Terry. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I could. I, I just don't think he's worth paying. I like how you and I are on the same that. page here, though. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say, though, as well. Is a lot of people don't realize. Like I like Tariq to- too, but a lot of people don't realize he's that he probably going to be gone. Severely, he regressed mm-hmm. severely in the passing game, and obviously he's not a run factor. So, what do you guys? Exactly. Uh, you guys just. I need a. I don't need any any context to this answer. But before we go on to Zach's two hundred twenty six overall pick. Do you think Cohen uh, gets an extension in Chicago, or do you think he's gone? I'm going to go with no. I think he's not going to get an extension. I don't know. Nagy has a love for him, obviously, but it's just – I don't know. He He's shown flashes. It's kind of like Mitch. 
like you can't just risk it you know you i mean you got to show if if for some whatever reason he decides you know to turn on the burners this season he's a lot better and and becomes he would need to be significantly better though i I would assume it would have to be yeah very significant like he'd have what do you think he's got part what do you think yeah quit the job part you think he gets an extension drops last year that's insane you think Uh, i'm gonna say no okay i say no i love Tariq, and uh, i'd want him back but I think the price will be high, and his production isn't, too, isn't Absolutely. great good right. enough for the price. Let's get back on track, though. Yeah. Uh, Zach, who do you have at, at uh, pick 226 overall? At 226, I got Trayvon Hill, edge out of Miami. Uh, and the pros about him are that uh, his pass rushing skill set translates very well to the NFL. Uh, he's got a lot of speed and power. Um, he's got a good dip and rip ability off the line. Um and he's very athletic. He's got a good anticipation of the snap. Uh, his first his first step, the burst out of out of his stance is is uh, very good. Um, and I think that it would be nice. I think we talked about this last time as well. It'd be nice if we had somebody who sat behind Mack and Quinn and could develop into um, a player that perhaps maybe Robert Quinn leaves at some point when he is done, or if we cut it, whatever happens. If unless he turns out to be exactly what we expected him to be but it'd be nice to have somebody develop behind those players um and become somebody that could potentially start one day so absolutely yeah uh better to learn from it absolutely that's the interesting thing about like all edge rushers in this draft like you could take someone late but you're like okay they're being mentored by a top five top three pass rusher in the league so (laughs) exactly and and they're on a team that has been known for defense for years. So like I feel like one of those guys that comes out if we do pick one late is an interesting option. But yeah. it is interesting to see that Parth and I are on the same page there with with needing a receiving back. So we got one more pick here, pick two thirty three overall in the seventh round. I'm gonna go with Miles Bryant, cornerback from Washington, another guy that I saw at the NFL Combine. He's a small one. He's five foot nine, 185 pounds, but you can't really underestimate him. He had a solid performance at the combine. Played a safety, or he played safety last year in college, but people are saying he's going to switch to a slot corner in the NFL, which is something that's really attractive to me because I think he could be good alongside Buster Screen, Duke Shelley. Uh, he plays bigger than he's listed, recognizes patterns, and Miles Bryant overall is is good at cutting off balls for pass breakups, for interceptions, and has solid quickness in coverage. Similar to uh, Duke Shelley, I think I think he would need a few years to develop, but if he comes in and it doesn't pan out, at least he's a solid death piece along screen and Shelley. So I'm going to go with Miles Bryant. Cornerback from Washington, I think it's a good pick out of the seventh round with my last pick. Uh, Parth, who do you have with your last one? So, like you said earlier, we just recorded a podcast with J.J. Stankovitz from NBC Sports, and he said we should look to get a wide receiver who's good with, like, the run after the run after catch, yards after catch. Uh-huh. So I took Jawan Jennings from Tennessee. He's got the speed. He's got – he refuses to go down as a ball carrier. He's hard to tackle, makes defenders miss. And uh, I think we do need a wide receiver who's – after run after catch um someone who can help the quarterbacks out get free yards if you look at one thing that kansas city does is their wide receivers are great after catching the ball and i feel like the bears just didn't have that this year so and it could be a great taylor gabriel replacement Uh with the big plays all right zach who do you have with your last pick 233 overall all right i did this last time too i picked a quarterback last um, and this one I completely switched up, but he was actually second and at the on the board at two thirty three. 
Um, and it's Cole McDonald, uh, quarterback out of Hawaii. It's a really solid um, pick. He's six. He's six four, two hundred and twenty pounds. So he's a he's a big frame. He's got a really strong arm. Obviously, um, he's got great ideal size for that position. Um, but he also has a really good sense of pressure, and he knows when to fail out of the pocket, which I feel like Trubisky start, struggled with a lot last year. Um, and you can make the excuses that you want, but um, I think that we do need to look at an option out of, out of uh, the draft here and see if we can pick up somebody who could be um, could potentially yeah. learn from Nick Foles, that, that mentorship that we need. Um, the only thing about him that I would say is in terms of cons is that his, his release is a little long and inefficient and that's a problem, but that can be easily fixed in my opinion. Um, as long as you have the, the talent there, I don't think it really matters about, um, you know, the release and stuff like that, because that that can be fixed. But I think the frame that he has, uh, the arm that he has, is is that raw talent that that you should be looking for with quarterbacks out of this draft. Absolutely. I mean, I think when you look at this draft, and we had Aaron Lemming on last week, and he talked about out of all the sacks that happened during the year, um, like 12 or 13, I think, were on Mitch for not getting rid of the ball or making an improper read and, and not doing something in the pocket. So I think whether it's Foles, whether it's improved offensive line, or whether it's someone down the road, uh, that's definitely something that we, we need to uh, to be able to extend plays and just, just get some more yards. But that's going to do it for Mock Draft 2.0. We're going to try and get these out once a week on either Tuesday or Thursday. You're seeing this one on Thursday. But uh, we're going to do one. We might do two next week because it is draft week. Actually, yeah, we probably will. We'll probably do yeah. one on Tuesday and then our last one on Thursday. That's a good idea um, before the draft starts on Friday. Or excuse me, no, the draft starts on Thursday. We'll get it out Thursday morning. Whatever. Um, but that'll pretty much do it for this one. Uh, if you guys would like to find out more, if you guys would like to find more content from us, you can go check our website, BearedDown.com. We're doing a ton of draft coverage on there, pushing out a ton of good content on there. And that site is continuing to do well, thanks to the support from you guys. Also, do me a favor and like and subscribe to this episode. You can find all of our social media links down in the description, and you can follow the fan page on Instagram and Twitter, at Bear Down. That's pretty much it for me. Uh, guys, any last words? Bear Down. Yeah, bear Down, Chicago. Let's go into this draft and uh, come out with, with, a, with a big W. <laughs> Absolutely. And as always... And as always, and as always, uh, Chicago, I always end it this way, and I'm always going to end it this way. So bear down, Chicago. Peace. Peace.